Welcome to What's the Point, a podcast pursuing truth at the crossroads of theology and life. I'm Hunter. I'm Brad. I'm Scott. What's up, guys? What's going on, fellas? Missed y'all today. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I got there at Sunday school and looked around, and I'm like, where's Hunter? And I He's in Sampy. He was in Sampy. I didn't remember I that. saying that. Until what is later. Sampy? Sampy. Um, so... The church in Raymer that I grew up in, Sampy Memorial Baptist Church, is named after John R. Sampy. Okay. Who, um, the original church, which was, I think it was just called Raymer Church or Raymer Baptist Church, it was started in 1857. Today it was Homecoming Sunday. They asked me to come preach. It was the 162nd year is oh, what wow. they're is what they are right. celebrating. And the original church building, which was the first building they had in 18, 1857, is still there. Um, mm. They have a service in it once a year, or they did. Oh. I, I'm pretty oh. sure they, they just they just finished a, a exterior renovation, they said. and um, But, yeah, I forget what year the church's name changed to John R. Sampy, but John R. Sampy was... Uh, President of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Wow. I want to say he was the second president. So hmm. he, he, I could be wrong on that, but he was a president way back in the day. Wow. So, cool. um, yeah, hmm. that's where I was at. Did the right. name change when somebody gave a big donation? Uh, I'm just it may kidding. have. No, I'm just I don't I'm know. Joking. <laughs> um, that you got, you know, the church is named Sampy Memorial, then the Fellowship Hall is named Priest Hall because Leroy Priest was the pastor there for decades. Um, He was a chaplain in the Navy, I think, in World War II. He had a pretty cool... So was John R. Sampy a Reformed Baptist? You know, I tried to do some research on that, and I I would probably say no. Really? You yeah. Don't think so? I, if well, he was the second, second president, yeah. mm. I, well, he may not have been the second. I may, I may have. Be, I'm, I'm pretty sure now okay. that I said that out loud, I might be wrong on that. Okay. I know he was a president. Yeah. Of he Southern. was the second president. Yeah. He probably yeah, wasn't he because was. it was what He would have been there in like the early 1900s, and mm. I forget when Southern started. Southern wow. started in the 18 mid 1800s, I believe. But yeah. John, was it? What's his name? Pettigrew. Pettigrew. Pettigrew Boyce. Boyce. Yes. That's him. But I don't know. I would like to talk to Dr. Albert Moeller. I bet he would know. I'm sure he would. Yep. Ended up in good old Raymer, Alabama. Preached the gospel. I did. I preached the gospel. I had one guy come up to to me afterwards, and 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 he 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 was the last one out of the church. We were going to eat. You know, they they had food there and everything. We need to do a show on potlucks, by the way. Yeah, we, need to, looks, we need to send a few folks down there to, with a notepad. Yeah, we need and uh, yeah. take on notes on the potluck. Because yeah. look, mm. you, you, I could have brought home what was left and mm. and fed our whole church. There's I one mean, thing I love about going to some of those churches my dad was in is going to potluck. Now, oh, yeah. potluck, but but, but birthday this, dinners, yeah, mm. buddy, bring it on. <laughs> this guy come out of the sanctuary. And and he walked by me, and he turned around. He said, "Hey, uh, that was good. I feel like I've been whooped." And <laughs> I said, "Well, I said that's good. I said it's good to sometimes feel like you've been whooped." And I said, "To be honest with you, I feel whooped too." I said, "I, I said I was up there whooping myself." So, you know, um, that's that's what God's word does to you. Yes, it does. Speaking of God's word, a whooping. We had. Good response to our context episode on we Philippians 4.13. Yeah. yeah. 
So we decided to uh, let the context uh, rant continue. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna just go through. We don't know how long, several weeks or so, of different verses of uh, that we feel have been taken out of context. Um, one of which today is going to be in Matthew 18, which is appropriate because there are three of us here. Even on the days that Scott is not here, there's only two of us, and it says. Matthew yeah. eighteen twenty says, "For where two or more, or I'm sorry, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them." Yeah, so, Bazinga! There's three of us here. So <laughs> that's so. Poof. Does it mean that he's literally here, or is like is he is he here? Uh, I mean, he's always in us. He's always so. Yes, is us. he here in a greater capacity because there's three of us? You remember in Ghostbusters when they when they cross the streams to to, yeah, to yeah, kill yeah, the yeah, yeah. whatever monster? Yeah, the it, like, marshmallow they, man. They united the three streams. Something yeah. is that kind of like what it is when three believers get together? You get, get three, two or three, two or three. Yeah, you get crossing streams, and it it's kind of like when the Talapoos and the Coosa mm-hmm. mix. It turns into the Alabama. It's stronger, That's bigger. Right. I don't know. <laughs> That's right, maybe. Strength is in numbers. Doesn't it mean that we now constitute as a church currently? According to the way it's normally used, yes. Yeah. Right? Well, we would think so. I mean, I've actually have had people say, well, we are the church because there's two or three of us here. Mm. So we constitute a church at that point. Brad, I tell you what, since context... Uh, begins with the verses that come before uh, this particular verse. Why don't you read, starting in verse 15 for us, and let's see what the context of this verse is. Yes, sir. Let me get right on that. Thank you. (laughs) Matthew 18, starting in verse 15. And actually, in most Bibles, if you'll... Read the uh, read the, the heading title. before this little section. It pretty much clarifies. The Mine says, "If your brother sins against you." That's right. So here we, go. here we go. Verse fifteen. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen. Take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church, and if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, If two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. There we go. So I believe in context that that verse, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am am among them, it has to do with the context of church discipline. Yes. Correct. Yeah, and and I'd just like to say that I mean, we like to use that word church discipline. It's obviously not used here. And the only reason I'm saying this is because people, they hear that, and it's always in a negative light. Um, so it, it's, I mean, it's just like the heading says. It's if you're sinned against or if you know someone is in sin, uh, I, I think it's more of trying to bring a brother back. I mean, we use the word discipline, and it sounds so harsh. It's reproof, rebuke, which are tough words too, but... Uh, um, I think in the context, 
it is discipline, but it's, I don't, you know, I don't want to give a negative connotation. I just want to, I guess I'm trying to clarify that it's more of, uh, it's not so harsh. It's discipline. Like we're gonna whip you, get a whooping, like you right, said. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's more mm -hmm. of trying to bring a brother or sister to repentance, who is, you know, in sin or has sinned against you. Yeah, the uh, two or three witnesses, or two or three, uh, goes back to Deuteronomy 19:15, mm. uh, using that aspect when you're being accused of something. I, I may be saying this a little bit backwards. Help me out if I am. But if you're being, if you're accusing somebody of something, you always want to have more than one witness mm -hmm. there to go along with you to say, "Hey, this is what happened." Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Go ahead, Scott. No, that's fine. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if you if you look and 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 Scott's right. A lot of times, especially in in today's climate, very few churches practice church discipline. And really, that's the, one of the marks of a, of a true church is that they practice church discipline. Personally, I would go so far to say that if a church um, denounces the practice of church discipline or, or has no, like no uh, church discipline at all, I don't even know that you could consider them a, a, mm -hmm. a, a biblical church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, why why would you not want to bring a professing brother or sister absolutely back from right from or call them to repentance? Uh, why would you? That well, means you hate yeah, them. That means you just are okay with them living in constant yeah, and, sin, and you care nothing about their, right. You know, salvation and their soul. actually, Jesus tells the parable of the lost sheep. Yeah. He leaves the ninety nine right before that. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we go yeah, back exactly. even further. More it leads Context. even in more yes. into yeah. what we're talking about. Exactly. He leaves the ninety nine to go after the one. Amen. Yeah, and and, and I know uh, when we first started RBC, uh, when RBC first started, and we were talking about the different, um, basically, you know, what we could, uh, what the, the Brandon and Scott and Adam were all laying out the expectations of what the church was going to look like and how it was going to operate, and one of the big things was church discipline that we were going to practice healthy biblical church discipline. And, the, and I remember Brandon teaching through that, speaking of church discipline as a grace, mm -hmm. that it's a grace of God. It's a privilege to engage in church discipline. And church discipline is actually done all the time. When people hear church discipline, like you said, Scott, their mind goes immediately to the negative. They envision some type of witch hunt right. where... You know, you're standing in front of, you know, all yeah. the members all saying, right. well, Joe Smith is in the middle of an affair and we're going to vote right now to yeah, kick right. him out of the congregation. Yeah. Well, that's not the case. No. You know, in fact, in, in, in these verses, Matthew uh, 18, 15 through 20, it's laying out the three yeah. steps right. of church mm -hmm. discipline with step one being you go to your brother one-on-one. -on -one. If Scott sins against me, I go to Scott and I say, hey, man, you know, I love you. You're my brother, but this thing you said, I, I feel like, or this thing you did, I feel like you sinned against me, mm -hmm. and it hurts me. And then Scott, as a brother in Christ, should repent, uh, whatever that would be. If he is abstinent uh, uh, or obstinate, uh, yeah, uh, against that, and he's he hates it. Did you say consonant? No, I said obstinate. obstinate. You said abstinent. abstinent. I know. I knew I, obstinate. I said the wrong word. I don't know. I'm sorry. Obstinate. That's fine. It's okay, man. Keep going. Sorry. Well, anyway, if Scott doesn't repent, if he's like, I don't care what you say, I'll act, I'll do whatever I want. I'm not, you know, da 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 da. Well, then I might 
you know, after a process of me going to him, mm -hmm. I mean, I may go to him, I may go to him for six months, yeah. right? Just me before anybody else knows anything about it. But then if if that doesn't bring repentance, uh, I might bring Brad and say, Brad, here's the deal. I, I really need you to come, you know, help me talk to mm -hmm. Scott. Um, and then if that doesn't bring repentance, I might bring, you know, another person. And then if that doesn't bring repentance, after a period of time, we would take it to the church. All right. And then the church would go to Scott and plead, please repent, please repent. Now, look, obviously, if it gets to that point, this is going to be something serious. Mm -hmm. This right. is going to be like, you know, Scott's done, you know, he's been drinking a 12-pack of Natty Light every, every night and you know, beating Way his family his and, and leaving and, you know, just being being so, an awful person. It's just Natty Light. Yeah, I was about that. to say, I mean, if, if, I, if I start drinking Natty Light, come and get me anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. Natty Light. I came up with that. Roll tie. <laughs> Roll tie. Come and grab me and slap me anyway. That's right. Um, so, yeah, so, so then you get to the last stage after a long period of time of basically begging somebody to repent. Well, now the church is faced with, you know, yeah. hearing from these two or three witnesses. Right. You know, hearing the testimony of the two or three witnesses. So what Jesus is saying here is that when two or three people can corroborate a story mm -hmm. and they have the same information mm -hmm. and they're bringing that information before the church, you can consider it to be true. Yeah, yes, absolutely. and it and and heaven, and in a sense, and what it's saying is heaven agrees with that. Yeah. Yes, there I am among you, or right. among them. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Right. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth yeah. will be loosed in heaven. So, in that extreme circumstance, and someone does need to be excommunicated from the church, and as Scripture says, be treated as a Gentile and a tax collector then the church can have assurance that what yeah. they the decision they're about to make is based on truth exactly. because it, the information is coming from two or right. three sources. And the key to this in, in, in all the context is bringing them to repentance. Yes. yes. If, it, if they are a true believer, it, in one of these three steps, there's really four steps here. You've got the one person to the church, then kick them out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but repentance is the goal. A true believer, if Hunter, if, in the scenario of Hunter, if he comes to me at some point during this process, if I'm a believer, I will do what? I will repent mm -hmm. and believe. Yes. Jesus told us to do that in Mark 1.15. Repent and believe. And so people go, well, I can't believe you. Well, they, they are admitting that they are not a, a part of the body of Christ if they yeah. will not repent and believe. Yeah. yeah. So it, in a sense, when it all shakes out, they're really excommunicating themselves. Mm -hmm. right? You, you're going to treat them, and the Scripture says like a, a tax collector and a Gentile, which is just sinners is how they, you yes. know, they all looked at, <laughs> looked at us and tax collectors um, in, in this day and age as sinners and, and as pagans. But... You treat them that way because they have affirmed themselves that they are. Right. Yeah. So it's not, and that that's where it gets back to, oh, you, your church does church discipline. That's mean. That's hateful. That's no. Hateful is letting somebody walk into hell without being warned. Yeah. Amen. That's mean and hateful. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. And then and then the elders have the responsibility to protect the church from wolves. Amen. Mm. And so a big part of that is, is if you have someone that is living a lifestyle that is contrary to God's law and there is no repentance, 
There's no, there's no evidence of a Christian, uh, of a regenerated life, then that person should be formally removed from the membership of that church. Mm -hmm. And then they should, to take it a step further, being treated like a Gentile and tax collector, they should be seen as an unbeliever that needs to hear the gospel. Yeah. That, might, that might look different in different circumstances. Maybe the person is allowed to come to church to hear the gospel. They're removed as a member, but they're still allowed to come hear the gospel preached. Right, right. If it's an extreme circumstance where there is, you know, harm to the body, to, to mm. other believers, maybe this person is um, preaching a false gospel. Well, now that person is barred from, yeah. the, from the building. Yeah. They're yeah. not allowed. That Maybe this person is converted to, you know, Roman Catholicism or a Jehovah's Witness or whatever. Well, that person, you know, shouldn't they can't come into the church and preach and 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 have even not just openly preach but just have individual conversations mm -hmm. with people that might lead uh immature believers astray exactly. right well what what's wrong with roman catholicism well, Roman Catholicism <laughs> is, uh, I'm just going to quote John MacArthur, it's the greatest hoax that Satan has ever played on humanity. Um, it is the largest benevolent satanic cult uh, that exists. That's another podcast. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Now, look, they do a lot of good. You can't blame that. I mean, you can't, you can't say they don't. They, they do a lot. Of, they, they give a lot of money. They, they run children's hospitals and all this. But... But they don't have the gospel. They're uh, dogmatically wrong uh, on mm -hmm. on on how to be justified before God. Yes, Jesus so, plus right. Jesus plus good works. Jesus plus two or three more. Yeah. Apparently, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was gonna say um, we. It's like you said. We look at this as like, oh my goodness, church discipline. But I mean, if you read it again. There may be times that we never even know about it. If a brother That's goes right. to another brother, it, it, you know, you have to remember these steps start with one single mm. person going to another brother saying, hey, you know, what you're doing, um, we need to take a look here at Scripture and see that you're in error. And uh, that brother or sister may repent. It, it, and it may never even make it to the church. Yeah, and that's bringing a brother back, like you read in James. Yeah. Bring a brother back. Bring them, bring them back. Get them... Get them Get there, get them to repent. That's the that's the big yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. And and I've been on the receiving end of that. I don't mind. I won't, you know I can't think of I can think of two particular times where somebody has come to me and said, "Hey man, I know you were cutting up and kidding, but you said something that mm -hmm. I felt like crossed the line, and I just want to let you know that." Mm -hmm. And you know that brought me not only it brought me to repentance, but it also brought me closer to that individual. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the yep. whole goal. Yeah. Is the closer we get to Christ, the closer we should be to one another. Y'all may have heard somebody use like the spokes in a wheel. You know, Christ is at the center of that wheel, and you got all the spokes, which are the believers. Well, the farther they are apart, farther they are from the center of the wheel, the farther apart the spokes are. The closer you get to Christ, the closer we get together. Mm. And one of the ways that we do that, the means of grace that God has given us, is through biblical church discipline. Yeah. And, I just want to tell a real fun, a funny little story one time about this verse. Uh, we were at a birthday party, and uh, um, you know the people. That, if some of the people there hear this, they'll know it was them. But I'm almost hope they do because they need to hear it, I guess. But anyway, we're at this party, and it's like a Sunday school class party. Hey. There was a bunch of natty lights there, by the what? way. I didn't drink any. 
just I wouldn't either. Yeah. Just because they're natty lights. Right. So, I would drink tap water. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway. That's yellow water. So, uh, anyway, in the living room was like a painting, a little cute, little artsy painting that said, where two or three are gathered, there I am with them also, or whatever translation it was. And I just got to look, and I'm like, man... That verse is hanging on this person's living room wall. So I asked the husband, I said, I got a question. I said, I see that verse up there. I said, you and your wife got like a a good story of of how church discipline really <laughs> helped your marriage or, or do y'all just really appreciate church discipline so much that you got, you know, an anchor verse about church discipline painted and put on your wall? And he looked at me like I had two heads <laughs> and just walked out basically and mm. I, I was just like man and, and you know that's this is an example just like last week with Philippians a lot of Christians have no clue Mm-mm. what these words mean uh, you know and it's so sad you know when you and, and look we're blessed to be at a church that cares about its members enough to preach these words in context and to follow through with practicing church discipline, yeah, and it can't—it is a grace uh, to the it members. Yeah, so. the first time I uh, experienced uh, church discipline case, I guess you can call it, um, was very humbling. I mean, I was n- nothing to do with it. I just was a member there and sat in on it. And whenever that was brought forth, man, it it shook me. I'm not gonna lie. I went home, went talked to my dad about it, and. <clears throat> made me examine myself mm. you know when that when that happened yeah. um, so yeah I, I don't know if it's it, very humbling i don't know if it's the same one that has happened you know i mean you know we've I mean, we don't have to go into details but we have we've been through this yeah. all the way through to the the last step mm-hmm. and it and it and it is humbling and it does it brings the church together yeah um trials bring people together that's right and uh, it is sad it is it is like you're losing a family member i remember that one particular meeting it was it was like we were at a funeral hearing someone's yeah. you know eulogy be read um but Though times like that shows the severity, the seriousness of, of what the Christian life mm. is. It's not a parade. It's, it's, it's not six flags over Jesus. Go this ahead. right here, what we're talking about, is the reason why we want to put this verse in con- context mm-hmm. instead of just flippantly throwing just it out there for it to want. fit our narrative on mm. what we want. Right. Because it's serious. Um and it's like we've just talked about, you know, those instances where we're a part of that are just humbling. I mean, it just, you, you don't like to see it, but it's necessary. And we want to be true to God's word and what it says. Amen. Yep. Scott, you got anything else? Um, I've been on the receiving end of it. And most people don't even know about it, but I was extremely arrogant at one point, probably 10, 12 years ago. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, caged age, but um, one of my real good friends to this day, she met me out in the parking lot after the service, and she called me out. Mm. I mean, I and to, and to this day, I mean, I never forget that conversation. And it and that's as far as it got. It didn't didn't even have to get to. Yeah. But she just nicely. Uh, um, she didn't. She wasn't mad. She wasn't angry. She just laid it out, told me the truth, told me how I was acting, gave me specific examples, and 
Um, I was humbled. I'm all, not always as humble as I should be, <laughs> but uh, she's still a awesome friend to this day, and I always appreciated that. The, so. the one time I experienced it was with my wife. <laughs> I've experienced that a few times. That, was, uh, that counts just the it same. It counts just the same. Me, exactly. My wife never hardly says anything to me, but I I was very arrogant and ugly in the situation I was in. <laughs> One day we got to tell that story. <laughs> oh yeah, we can tell it. It was really bad. I mean, it was it was super bad. And I didn't even make it out the door good. By the time that door opened and we were outside. She she let me know real quick she that I was in error. Mm. Or, or error. <laughs> Which one was it? <laughs> Did I say an arrow? No, I no, meant like error. 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 An error in history. Sorry. Error. <laughs> Did you say error? I'm just picking I thought I meant an error. I don't know. He's just mad because you called him out. On yeah. The word. I don't he said like abstination that. or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, you do know what that means. Abst- abst- yeah. Oh, it he means was being very abstinent. Uh, no, no. Obstinate. Right it's obstinate. Well, abstain means not in vote. Error. Oh, okay. error. Or not do lots of things. Awesome. I mispronounced All right. Well, yeah, so it's fine. That's okay. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Well, we hope you all enjoyed the episode. As always, enjoy we your natty lights this afternoon. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We hope you will listen, like, and share. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Look in the show notes. You will see a link where you can support us financially if you feel led to do that. I know that Scott would appreciate that since he is our... Why do you always want me to appreciate it? I don't know, man. Would you it's, appreciate it? Well, you work with money. Okay. You're a, you're an accountant, and I'm you're like... a tax collector. I'm a t- no, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I try to help people not... Uh, pay tax. Well, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit, edit. <laughs> Within Render the rules, to Caesar, what is Caesar? Defer, <laughs> defer taxes. Yeah. I try to help people defer their indefinite uh, deferral. All right. Well, click on the link. Support us financially. Give us five dollars a month. Whatever. Yeah. You know, we will appreciate whatever it is. Or if you don't give us anything, you can continue to listen for free and be a moocher. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shout out to the listeners down under. Yeah. Listen Wait to hear from you. So, so this is strange. I looked at the analytics. Two uh, percent still. Still. Eighty-five percent of the two percent are in uh, Queensland, Australia, hmm. and then like the other percentages are like bouncing around like to other cities. And I'm like, how can there be of one point six people? How can there be a different? I don't know. I don't know how that works. But anyway, it's an average, so you know they're listening. Yeah, that's true. Our listeners do bump up though the numbers. Did? Yeah, I won't share them on here because it's still not. You know, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week when we discuss Brad's awesome glasses or haircut or something. I don't know. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. See y'all later. A child of wrath, I walked condemned in darkness. But your mercy brought new life, and in your loving kindness. Christ